been listening to Garbage Hill, one of its first podcast network, garbagehillnetwork.com. Good evening, good day, whatever you want to call it. I'm your host this week, Elliot, a.k.a. Ness. On this week of Witch Police Radio, we interview Mr. Kinley and Keisha Booker. Dilla Day 2016. Super Duty Tough Work. We get a story told. We get some audio spliced in. The audio's really raw. Sounds like old New York recording from the floor. Hip hop, early 80s, late 70s business, but with an eight piece band. The guests this night on Dilla Day 2016 were John Smith, aka now Bazooka Joe of Peanuts and Corn fame. Chris Bennett, who has been doing a lot of good things on the local scene and now uh, getting on some blogs. Rhonda, Phenom, who is down with Bonafide and has gone on to be featured in some films. Uh, been around the scene for a long time. Three Pete, we could go and check their SoundCloud. Please do. They have a single called Rain on there. They might have something more by the time you discover this. And Keisha Booker, who has been a longtime collaborator with Mr. Brendan Kinley, who is the lead of Super Duty Tough Work. So now, without further ado. Entitled Dilla Day. Okay. Which, for the listeners that don't know, the producer Jay Dilla, you know, he's a a legendary uh, hip-hop producer. I mean... I don't know if it's too soon to say legendary. Like this is the no, time. no, he's he's, he's, legendary. he's a legend. Okay, he's legendary. he's legendary. Probably five years after his death. Probably two years after. So well, there you go. And now this is actually the ten. It's ten years this year since his passing. But uh, yeah, the legendary producer and you know architect influencer of hip hop and hip, like hip hop music. Um, you know, uh, every. Every year around his birthday, which is February 7th, uh, people around the world, you know, organize uh, shows. And now, like I see now, there's a tour actually that his brother is doing mm-hmm. um, to celebrate his music, basically. Okay. So, you know, it- we never had that in Winnipeg. And yeah, this is the, we did it last year for the first time and it went over really well, I think. So we're doing it again this Yo, everything that Super Duty Tough Work does is what I what I want to see in a concert. Okay. Okay. Um, and what I think really like I'm cat like what I'm catering to a real hip hop head, like okay. someone who loves it. You know what I mean? So that's the bottom line. It's like if you're that person, the show is for you. Okay. Okay. No matter any show that we do. Right. Right. This show. 
yeah, it's all like it's all live. I okay. think like I've put I've selected the tunes. It's about forty tunes. Okay. Forty tunes. Forty tunes. Wow. Okay. And I, that, you know, um, and I mean part of the Super Duty Tough Work thing also the live performance is like I want it to be like the band where like we're we're not a band we're a DJ. Yeah. Okay. We're a DJ rocking the party, so nonstop basically. So this is gonna be, you know, like a long set with a whole lot of material with the with the, the anything you would expect in terms of beats when you hear Jay Dillas. I'm trying to give a show that can stand on its feet anywhere in the world. Right. In New York City or Berlin. Actually, Berlin is having a show with Illa J the same night that we're doing our show. Okay. You know what I mean? So, like, no matter... I just want... And that's the other thing. I want people from who are from outside the city... To come in? Exactly. Right, right, right. And see that, like, there's some good shit. Right, 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 right. And a lot of times, you know, I have people come up to me, like, I'm from Toronto. I'm from... Korea, you know what yeah. I mean? And that was the best show that I've seen, you know what I mean? Dope. And so that's that's what I want. I just want the high the high quality, you know what I mean? The high quality being true to the culture and that's it. And everyone has a good time. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Fun fun's a good word. That's the only word. Blast your ass at you with my direct flow Coming through like G.I. Joe 
Star Wars shit, we be like Han Solo. Make you bounce around like this was Calypso. Oh, we shine, yeah, I got the high pro glow. Cast think that they can hide, think that they can lay low. But we roll up on your ass like Hawaii 5 oh. Maxed out with my fro and my can't go. Forget the Moet, just past the Cisco. And shout out to my peeps out down in Mexico. Rockin' like the shit, cause we got the flow, yo Maximum frequency through your stereo And sorry this is it, but you know we got to go So when I step up in the place, you know we step correct I got you all in check We got the head high shit to make you break your neck I got you all in check We come through and wreck the discotheque We got you all in check Super duty come through, you better show the respect It's like, what? I said, yo, when we come up in the place, you know we step correct I got you all in check I got the head on shit to make you break your neck We got you all in check And you know we come through, we wreck the discotheque We got you all in check So throw your hands up in the air, don't ever disrespect We got you all in check What's up? And then the remix, you know what I mean? Did both of them, check it out. We maintain, no way no plan is fail safe. So with that said, we cover more ground than Canadian railways. Check the man with the pale face, put in work, change my name's carrying more weight than freight trains. Can we love it? Shred the drum kit, head nods essential. Full ships, empty stomachs, rock instrumental. Pushing the culture across continental. And still feel I'm disappointed, my fam not reaching my full potential. And that's some heavy stress to hold. Push two pencils and envelopes, constant motion like a metronome. Hit you like welcome to the terror dome. Got trouble on your mind, refuse to lose. Turn struggle to stepping stones. El smoke for whom the bell tolls. We blaze the meadows. Teeth yellow, tails deeper than bass cellos. While they concerned with the dress code, it takes more than shell toes. Nike spitters and cell phones. My giants deal you with death blow. That's just from the demos. Third world work ethic, Star Wars manifesto. Slang scholar for your headphones. It's back alley art, lessons, philosophies debated on park benches, telling them watch the company you. Cause they be bearing gifts, but still they cloak up in the seat. I say this openly because it even goes for me. I've been got by foes and even those supposed to be in my corner, so to speak, having my back like I've got theirs. Reality, fuckers got me in the crosshairs. Like, man, it's just business. We all out for our own self-interest. That's why I never carry a grudge, only a hit list. And we still building piece by piece. Like Emerson, power and speed be hands and feet. I pen it thoroughly, reflect my image in the beat. And show you how illicit illustrators turn to real figures of speech. It goes peace by peace. Yo, we rocking these beats. Power and speed be my hands and feet. I don't stop. I don't cease when we rocking it. Yeah, we rocking it. Rock, rock. We rocking it. Peace by peace. Yo, we rocking these beats. Power and speed be my hands and feet. I don't fold. I don't crease when we rock. Check it out. Bring it way down. Listen. You know I step up in the party in my b-boy stance. Rock up on the mic. I make the world want to dance. Fly like a dove. We come from up above. Super duty on the set. And you can call me B-Love. Oh, I saw it the other day, man. That's too. was like... Oh, you saw the flick? Okay. You know, I took the reference from there just to kind of like pay. I mean, I feel like that's the most rawest. That super duty tough work, uh, you know, coming from case two and coming from Wild Star, or Star Wars and the whole kind of like, you know, basically the history, the history of, of the culture 
like that I feel that that encompasses what I want to do musically okay which is just like you know do some some really good hip hop sh- shit that's like that's true to the culture but not stagnant yeah you know what I mean innovative as much as can be moving forward and but still like raw what made you choose to do Dilladay man like one of the like one thing that I am I mean I love I'm you know a hip hop like a card carrying member I feel of of this culture you know what I mean mm. so I like to share that love and I feel that there's not a huge there's not a whole lot of people uh at least we'll start with in the city that are like doing hip hop music that I want to listen to okay okay in the vein of what I want or whatever so and on top of that I know there's a lot of casual fans you know <laughs> that are looking for something of a certain level you yep. know what I mean so and then people who you know like I'm sure you know like it's a constant battle to be like yo I'm like I do hip hop or whatever then there, no one thinks when I say I like hip hop no one thinks about what I mean when I say that no one thinks about you know lyricism or like you know peace love unity having fun mm. you know spraying the subway break dancing and that sort of thing they think about things that I like I really don't even like they have come to have their place in hip hop culture just from like what I feel is outsiders involvement in the culture okay, okay. which is basically things that are like now I'm gonna sound like a little old but like, these, <laughs> these negative yeah, yeah. things now I'm not saying that they don't have a place okay there's an absolute place in moderation yes and without the glamorization if possible you know what i mean like yeah hip-hop is a voice you know what i mean so you got to tell you tell your story but you know uh and you got to think about who the audience is like i people are always saying stuff like oh it's just music for any genre of music like it doesn't affect anything it's just music it's just art or whatever but like, yo, man, like people listen to the lyrics, they watch the videos, they watch the movies. Yes. That affects their behavior. That affects how they treat themselves. That affects how they treat other people. Yes. You know what I mean? And it, especially black people. Yeah. Because this is black culture. So if you have people that have never met any, like a black person in their life, you know what I mean? And then they're watching like straight out of Compton or something, and that's their introduction, you know what I mean? Well... I don't know, man. Is that a good... Is that a good reference point? Olivier. You gonna hit us with something nice? 
talk to me, Ozzy. Like a punk and a chump, or a sucker or something to that effect. Respect I used to never get, cause all I got was upset. What fuckers used to be like, and try to sweat a brother like the lip. For no reason at all, I can't be caulking. Throwing seeds in my face, we down the hall and eating in the chicken. In the chicken at three, I'm thinking, why are these people always picking on me? I try to talk and tell them, chill out and nothing to deserve this. But when it didn't work, I wasn't scared, just real nervous and unprepared. Describe it, no doubt. You know, my baby never told me how to knock a fucking album now. At 15, but fine on my own. You fuck around with Super Duty, you get shown that. I ain't trying to show no macho was all, but with it's on, then it's on, then it's on. Sing. Let me hear, let me hear the choir. Can't keep running away. Can't keep running away. 
that killed you. They killed you. All right, let's go. Can't keep. What's up, can't keep? You know they still winning because you running away. Come on, right side. You can't keep running away. Your right side, we can't keep. Left side, let's go. Come on. Last time, right side. Everybody, I was writing raps and doing uh, like recording demos uh, before I moved here, but I was more focused on. I was in like this, this like rock band basically, um, and that was like we were you know doing our thing, playing shows and, mm. and CDs and that sort of thing. But then when I moved here, I was like, man, that was so much work. With you know, like being in a band is a lot. Of, it's like a cult. Like seriously, when I see these guys in their like in their rock bands and shit, like. I really almost can't take them seriously because everything's like about your. It's just it's, it's just not. It's I don't know I don't know. It rubs me the wrong way. When you're in a band, like in a when you're in a serious like a. When you're more than just like a session musician, okay, and you're like actually in, in a band. That's a it's like a cult. You only spend time. You spend the most time with those people. Okay. you're constantly trying to like, essentially push your band. You right, know what I mean? and that's one like. I don't. That's one aspect of music that I'm not really a fan of, even though I know it's necessary. Like you have, like yeah, yeah, you have to promote, blah blah blah. But like, if if you're constantly like, like come check out my band, like everything that is out of your mouth is like about your band, about your music. It's in and lots of people, like most people, don't even care. You know what I mean? So that makes you a boring person. So when I came here, I was like, yo, I'm gonna just focus on rap because I can do it by myself. Right, right, right. Okay. Um. So that's where that's... But I wanted to... Like, I always wanted to, like, have live musicians. Okay. Um, and it, it's basically taken me 10 years to, like, find people. People that can... That are, like, willing to, to um, basically contribute their time and energy. You know, not always, like, not always getting back what uh, what they should. You know what I mean? In terms, of, I mean, basically. You know, I mean, I hire the I hire the musicians. I pay them well most of the time, generally. But like the, for the show, mm -hmm. it's legit. But for that, for like the two or three, you know, two or three hour practices that went in before. Yeah, that, yeah, 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 yeah. So, and not every, like you know, like I know I'm sure you've like tried out musicians. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's like. They want they're they're down to play, but really they want the money. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. So they're like, "Yo, if you have a gig, call me. I'll come to one rehearsal." But it's like I need a little bit more more commitment. Exactly. Okay, okay, okay. And uh, just and also, sorry uh, to cut you off, but like finding players on a, a high enough level, you know what I mean, that are also willing to do that. Like, uh, you know, the, most of the people in the band, if not all of them, are U of M. Jazz studies graduates, okay. which, like, years ago to me that was like the corniest shit, and now here I am with right. that. You know what I mean? Because no one, no one can really hang on that level. I find it's not even necessarily about. Um, it's not always about skill. It's also about your your flavor like your flair well, you know what mm. I mean because a lot of people can have they, they have the technique yeah all day but when you try and get them to play outside of 
whatever they've learned, whether it's classical, whether it's jazz, it's, I feel like it's the hardest with classical, classically trained um, well, yeah. musicians, um, whether it's jazz, whether it's, some people just don't understand what you're trying to accomplish or understand your, your genre. So they, even though they play, they're a good player. That's not a good fit. So trying to, trying to um, work through that and finding um, band members is, is difficult too. Yeah. It's difficult as well. Like next to impossible. You know <laughs> what I mean? Do you find like, you said for 10 years you've been, been basically looking. Yeah. When did you notice that it was easier to find people that may be in that, that cut that you're looking for? It, it, was it was it always a problem that the musicians you're working with were not well versed in listening to hip hop and how it worked? Um, was that a problem sometimes, or like just talk about this process? I mean, well, I mean it's it's a lot like what Keisha just said is that you know sometimes even if you're good, that doesn't always translate. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you I'll, can't teach soul like you can't. No, exactly. Can't teach soul. True, true. You know? And that's the, and like that's the thing. That's, uh, I wouldn't say a problem, but like, in Winnipeg, Winnipeg is you know it's not a metropolis, so we're limited in terms of population, which means we're limited in terms of the type of people who are here. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the amount of people that grew up on, you know, for for this in this situation hip hop you know what I mean but not just hip hop like hip hop uh, which you know R&B also comes, yes 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 because the vibe is real similar a lot of the time like that's a real small group of people hmm. you know what I mean and within that the people that play instruments that are like dedicated that's even smaller mm. you know what I mean so you have a lot of people like they're uh, I just watched this uh, interview with Joe Budden and he keeps using the term casual fan and okay. I, I think it's so perfect because there there's people and they're casual fans. They might like they might like a tribe called Quest. You know mm. what I mean? But that's it. Or right, they right. might you know, they might know Dilla now that he's passed. Mm. You know what I mean? But like they weren't listening to him before. You right. know what I mean? And it's the same with all the, with all anyone else in hip hop. You know what I mean? Like they're not they just don't have the background for that to be ingrained in, in who they are. You know right. what I mean? Like I can't like, if I sit down at a drum kit, I'm, it's a problem, but I know that, like, I'm gonna, I have this, like, delayed, this laid back, like, behind feel, you know what I mean? Mm. That doesn't always fit, most of the time it doesn't fit, but it fits for hip-hop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but that's just because, like, that, that's, that's what's, uh, that's what's inside of me. So, if, like, you haven't been, like, ear, like, training your ear and your mind, you know, for all those years, it's gonna be hard. And I mean, I was watching another interview with this dude, uh, Kamasi Washington. Okay. He's a saxophonist. He's the one that works with the uh, Flying Lotus and that too? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, man. And he was talking, like he said some really interesting things about, because he's a jazz dude, came out of jazz yeah. school, you know what I mean? And he's talking about his first gig uh, with Snoop Dogg. And, and that's the thing, like a lot of these, a lot of like, these like really well trained or whatever higher level players, they think that hip hop is easy. Like, <laughs> they say they think that hip hop is so easy and like the beat making is so easy. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. And that's the thing. Like that's why you kind of I can kind of tell when I meet people like their respect and knowledge of, of the culture, and that kind of tells me like whether or not 
want like I w- whether I'll consider to use them or not. Yeah, yeah. Um, cause like it's very distinctive and that like very distinctive ways of doing things, and that's what he was saying. You know, it's like whereas jazz is all about like all these like the big picture intricate details, hip hop's like strip it way down. You know what I mean? But really pay attention to those like three or four details yes. and and do them in a certain way. And he was talking about you know like yeah. I went to play with Snoop. The guy's like, play this line. It's like an easy line. You know what I mean? And he's like, okay, got it. He's like, no, that that's not it. You know mm. what I mean? And and then he's like saying, oh, so I really had to like open up my ears and like learn from those guys about how, you know, how to really play the music. And it's not just easy. It's not just like, oh, this is so easy. I can hop on the mm. gig. You know what I mean? Which is I know how a lot of people look at it. Yeah. Um. Also here. You know what I mean? But. I am very happy with the musicians that I have in yeah. the band. You know what I mean? We've got a st- we have had a steady crew for a while, and I feel that they, a, a lot of them have, um, like it might not be as well. You know, it's not as deep as me. You know what I mean? They're not as deep in the culture as I am, but they are. Like they do have some knowledge, right, 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 right. Re- and reference points and. And they know that they're not just like gonna jump on and play this easy shit. You know what I mean? So, so yeah, it's work. It's working well. Man. So there, there's a core to Super Duty, basically. Like, yeah, you're you're the front man. Are there people that are there basically bona fide members? Or is there an amount of people? People like numbers. They, they yeah. like details. You know, no doubt. I mean, yeah, I would say there is a core group. Like it. Again, everyone is a musician, mm-hmm. right? So, um, and a person. So if they're not in town, gotta get someone else to fill yeah, that yeah, spot. Yeah. Word. You know what I mean? But there's a core. There's a core. There, but yeah, there's absolutely a core. Band. Okay. Um, and with you as well, right? There's a core that you, you roll with most of the mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Which is the best way to do it because you get used to playing with each yeah. other and et cetera, et cetera. You learn the tunes and... You cuss each other out when they don't know their stuff. Exactly. <laughs> Which I've been known to do. Give it up for the band, please. Yeah, yeah, they've been working hard. They've been working hard. They don't they don't like me. They're all quitting after this show. You know what I mean? Alright, let's play another song for them. Let's do a nice let's do a nice one. What? What? Uh, let's go back to 1999. 98, 99, 2000. You might know this. questions I got questions it's the 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 questions like what is on your mind everybody is the question it's 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 the question all right what is the to a MC if he got no back all my MCs What's paper to a brother if the brother don't stack? Know what I mean? You know your ego's too big to rock raps like that. Cause your 
you gon' make me big with your rap so whack. You know what I mean? You know the why is Super Duty so damn ill? Because I train them every day, plus they got mad skills. Talk to me, it's the questions, it's the questions, y'all, it's the questions, it's the questions, it's the questions, it's the questions, y'all, it's the questions, 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 all right. This is basically my my one project that right. I'm invested in at this moment. You know what I mean? So like, I want it to be of a certain level. Everyone does want yeah, to yeah, do yeah. music. You know what I mean? So I demand a certain level, and I'm paying you, so you have to deliver. Mm-hmm. So if they're not delivering, then it's like like, and that's the thing. Like, if we're on stage or you know about to hit the stage, I don't, I can't like massage it into them you know what i mean i have to just tell them like no you're like you're fucking it up fix it right now yeah yeah, yeah. you know what i mean sometimes that works most of the time it does okay okay you know what i mean um and i don't think that anyone even like i don't think that they take it personally they just know that i'm like in the moment i'm like yo man we gotta fix this right now yeah when working with other musicians and and this is your your idea your brainchild and you don't want people to to fuck it up basically yeah is it like coaching at some point knowing people's personalities I guess is that if they're in the group setting or the band setting a more of a core member is it easier to deal with them because you know that they'll respond to say this kind of talk as opposed to this kind of talk yeah do you find that quite a bit I mean yeah well yo like I'm pretty uh, like I'm not like you know in their face all the time like if we're in a rehearsal yeah, yeah, you know yeah. I mean? I'm not like James Brown like you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm like very cool I feel that I'm very cool and fair okay and and just yeah respectful right you know what I mean on stage is totally different right um so like in the if you know in the in, if we're rehearsing and someone's doing it wrong I'm like yo this part, like either let's listen to the tune again, and I'll be like, "Yo, you hear that one part? Right. We got to do it like that." Uh. Or I'll or I'll just tell them, "Yo, this is how it." Like a lot of times, 
with Kevin, the drummer, Kevin Waters, like, he'll just be like, yo, like, what do you want? And then I'll just sit down and play it. Mm. And then he'll just play it. You know what I okay. mean? Okay. But you got that, that leeway with him, at least. Like, For sure. Because you're able to play the drums, right? Absolutely. So. But, I mean, it's not that hard. Like, it's really not hard with other instruments. Like, okay. bass, I'm like, yo, just play this line or, you know, keys, hit this note. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's not hard. You, so. Are you in school for music right now, too? I am. Okay. Finishing up my uh, degree at U of M. At U of M, the Jazz Studies. I'm gonna slow it down a little bit. Is Keisha around? Tone on my brother Booty Brown decided to take a ride. I see what's really going down up on the north side of town. Of course, I brought the porter pound of bomb hemp. I'm feeling all right, like John Kemp on a Friday night. You know, my shit is tight, blazing blunts and city lights, north end of River Heights. Slid to the goodwill, I slip in free in my all black apparel with no ID. Soon as I step inside the blizzards, I recognize the fizzes. Open up with the ass, who are amazing the grace. I waste no time to kick my rhyme. I say, How you feeling? She says, Yo. Now I can miss the Mac and the baby to see what's happening. Maybe I get her back to the cabin and started cracking. Throw back a shot of yak, I started jabbering, jibbing, fibbing it. 
Why trying to get into my crib when we was chilling on the bed, bumping some Isley? Thought I was about to spread the thighs, but she surprised me when she said, Yeah, you know she got a clown, cause I let her stick around, but. Keisha, speak about your influences. My influences. You gotta, you gotta also get closer. Um, like my musical influences. Yes. I, actually, when I was growing up, I wasn't allowed to listen to secular music for a okay. really long time. So wow. I feel like I missed the only thing I was allowed to listen to, other than like Kirk Franklin, Fred Hammond, Yolanda Adams. Of course. You know what I mean? It was like Lauryn Hill and Erica Badu. Wow. Um. So I missed out on hip hop, mostly. Okay. So it's like now I I get to, now I have to go back and like you know, learn what I missed or even um, like the Monicas, the Brandies. I could listen to that. I'd sneak and listen to that sometimes, but I feel like I missed out on the culture as it was moving, and I had to come back later. How were you sneaking in, listening to Brandy and Monica? That's what I want to know. Um, I would listen. I would actually. I had this Fisher Price. <laughs> I had this Fisher Price um, little recording set. Okay. And I would put it on. I'd put it really. I'd take a radio, put it really low, and record whatever was going on in the radio. You had to like hold the button down to record. You couldn't just press it and it would record. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I would uh, basically just play it really low at night. Sit in the corner and play it really low. <sighs> How did play it back to myself? Because I didn't. Have, I couldn't go to a record store and buy anything. I didn't have any money. Yeah. Right. 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 So. How would that have influenced you as a musician right now? I feel like... Good good and bad. Like, I'm just saying, in a general sense, how do you think that influenced you? Um, I don't know. I feel like it, it's a disadvantage, actually. You named some strong artists, though. Even yeah, though they yeah. were like, come on. It was a disadvantage. I think um I I got really got into R and B. Like I could sneak that more so okay. than I could sneak hip hop. Like my mom, even though she was trying to say no secular music, she liked Brandy and Monica. So you mm-hmm. know what I mean? we could get rid of we could you know sneak out and play that um, in the house sometimes. But in terms of hip hop, I feel like I really missed out there because that was like a no hell no. <laughs> okay, okay. I'll be okay. playing no Tupac and talking all that mess. Mm-hmm, and be, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was not to do any of that stuff. Interesting. Um, I feel like it's a, I feel like it was a disadvantage to be honest with you. I don't really feel like I benefited from that at all. It's funny because when I listen to your dad's stuff, I always hear Tupac. Tupac, you know I what I'm saying? I always hear Tupac. <laughs> and so yeah, then uh, now my old manisms coming in because I know your dad's stuff. So it's like, yeah, there was Tupac in there, <laughs> like heavy man. It's... But anyways, <laughs> <laughs> and he always used to be dissing Tupac. For real? Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. When working with a group dynamic, uh, I'm going to ask you the same question. Bringing forth your vision 
Uh, does it become a matter of managing personalities and, and knowing skill levels? Like, h- how do you approach it? I'm asking oh, you. Yeah, asking yeah, I'm talking me. to you. I'm oh. talking to you. Because um. you're working now with hip-hop producers. Um, and is it a matter of finding that like-mindedness? Are you yes. able to put your input into certain things? Uh yeah, I just I just want to hear more about you being the songwriter creator. I think first and foremost, it's a it's a growing process for everybody because one of the um, challenges that I face working with um, beat makers in the city is that a lot of people aren't familiar with R and B. Okay. Okay. So even though it's kind of it's kind of the same, like Brandon was saying, it's kind of you know one lens to the other genre, or they're mm-hmm. very um, cohesive. There, people don't. There's there's differences, you know. So a lot of times people will give me some like really really hard hip hop beat and be like, "Yo, do something on this." And I'm yeah, just like, like ah, this isn't a song for you know what I mean. I can't, you know. So um, uh, I think it's finding people who understand R and B or are willing to to learn, are willing to kind of change up their just learn, you know what I mean. And also um, working with hip hop. Um, producers and beat makers has challenged me to kind of learn that culture more okay okay in terms of like understanding the structure of how the songs work or uh, uh, in terms of understanding where they're coming from you can kind of incorporate as a singer you can kind of incorporate a a flow into you know what i mean you can you can kind of incorporate like a hip-hop flow or like a rapperish flow on hip hop beats, you know what I mean? You can kinda you can play with it. If you know if you understand how things go it kind of in hip hop, mm-hmm. um, you understand melodies, you know what I mean? It's kinda just like patterns. You can incorporate that in the writing even if you're given a hip hop sounding beat. You know what I mean? Right, 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 right. right. Mm-hmm. No, that makes that makes complete sense. Mm-hmm. Um where where do you where do you see yourself like going with this? Um well first I need a project so um, after that, I want I want to pursue music, you know. That's what I want to do with my life. Okay. So, so uh, I should see these are these are things that me sitting on your side of things and then sitting on this side, mm-hmm. I'm noticing things that are missing out. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping I'm catching them. Uh, people need to know that you actually are not just playing in uh, or just recording an album. You play around the city. Like, you've been doing this a long time. Mm. Uh, how many years have you been at it, like, in particular? Um, with a band, I started at Just Jazz. Okay. Uh, Just Jazz was the first time I played with my own band. Um, that was 2000... That was 2011. Just Jazz was the spot that was off of Portage, right? Yeah. Owned by the Trinity guy? Yeah. Yeah, we're... Okay, okay. Oh, yeah, 2010, 2011. That was the first time I had my own band, which was crazy for me. Because I had just been performing wherever, you know what I mean, with mm-hmm. the tracks, you know what I mean? There's some good videos on YouTube of people. <laughs> oh, serious? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. But back in the day, you no. should all go check them out. You're wicked. So <laughs> <laughs> you well, they're going to be looking for you anyway. Yeah, You're it's wicked. true. You know? You're wicked. Yo, this is what happens. I mean, everybody's got stuff online. There's that's... a lot of growth that's happened in the past couple of years, okay? Yeah, okay, <laughs> okay. okay. Um, all right, so, so you are a working musician. Yes. Like, straight up. Um, have you played outside of the city, necessarily? Um, I went, I just came back from New York. Um, okay. Not anything, you know, I haven't gone anywhere with my band, but I've gone, um, I've gone, uh, 
I've gone um, and done little things. <laughs> What's wrong? This is from you. Yeah, I know. I recognize. Um, Nothing, man. Okay. This is just a... Sorry, this is just a clip. This is what he'll do, like, out of nowhere. Just send me oh, a clip of nice. myself that's from nice. back yeah, in the day. That's really nice, man. That's like one, one of those great clips, you know what I mean, <laughs> that she wants everyone to see. So mean. Is that what, man. life for Haiti? So, so mean. So, all right. Let's... Uh, man, you bring up something good now. Now, are you... Is it hard to look at yourself from back then? Yeah. How so? Why? Because it's just like, it's it's painful, <laughs> actually. It's painful. Do you feel guilty for people watching you? Do I feel guilty? No, I just feel like, I mean, it's good for people to see the growth. Like, I mean, yeah. if, if someone was to see this and like see a show that I did, you know what I mean, recently, it'd be like, okay, you know what I mean? You've grown a lot. But... How have you grown? Um, just skill skill level, my comfortability on stage, like like I'm saying, like I was saying, for me to get over myself, it took a long time. I was very shy, so I would even even while I was performing, I'd be sitting on stage singing, and I'm like in one spot, I look like a deer in the headlights. Oh wow! Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm just it. I wasn't comfortable. I wasn't performing. I was just kind of inside myself. But I, through I'm um, doing Soul Supreme. Uh, we do Soul Supreme on uh, Wednesdays at Fox and Fiddle. Okay. That has taught it's it's not it's not the best venue in terms of sound, but it's just taught me how to get comfortable in front of a crowd. You know what I mean? At any point, you know what I mean? Because people might not be feeling you next week and they're feeling you the week after right, or right, whatever. Right. You know what I mean? Just that right. constant practice. That's what it, it's been really beneficial for me. So I can now apply that to when I put my a show on, like um, when I put one of my own shows on, and I'm comfortable in front of the audience now. Right. For people that have also been with me and have known me for years, they're like, yo, you're different, man. Nice. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is it hard to listen to old stuff from you? Yeah. You, uh, you're you with a, a few outfits as well as solo, right? If I, if I remember properly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, go over a bit of your history. Well, I mean... I've been, I guess, working as a drummer uh, in Winnipeg since maybe 2005. Okay. Um, yeah, like I moved here, you know, without a drum kit and was just like, say, I was going to focus on rap. Um, and then I moved in with my auntie uh, into her house. So that gave me space. So then my uncle, so then Jerry mm. was like, yo, well, what do you think about getting a drum kit? So, cause he wanted to get a drum kit, but he, I guess he didn't have a place to keep it or that's what he said. Uh, <laughs> so I was like, yeah, of course I'll take a drum kit. You know, yeah, like, yeah. I haven't played, like I haven't like played in like a year and a half, really like sat at a kit. Um, so basically he helped me get a kit and then I start, then he, he, uh, there was a maybe like, I think he put me in touch with Arenze. I don't know if you know. Oh wow! Yeah. Whoa! Okay. Crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. He moved. He moved. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. I think he he's he lives in England now. Yeah. He's, yeah. Well, he's always been a he always was I guess a like an auto space engineer or something aerospace aerospace engineer. engineer. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I think I I don't know I haven't talked to him in like ten years or something. But I think he's, he's doing good. Here's a song from Mo. Okay. I mean, he was doing his thing, man. Like, and that, that, like, so yeah, I hooked up with him and 
basically I just started like gigging with Orenze and his project that he had. And then now like looking back, that was like, you know, that was a real interesting experience now that I'm like leading my own project basically. Mm -hmm. and, and like, and you know, kind of the same age, so, uh, older than he was at right. that time. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, so I hooked up with Lorenze and then, and then I just started hooking up with other people and, and playing shows with, with different groups and people and whatever, um, like freelancing and then being in bands and getting fucked over. Oh, that's okay, always so a part of the process. One. Yeah. My that's favorite the best artist. Part. One of my favorite artists uh, of all time. Erica Badu.
So, Keisha, you are the niece of Rob Dills, a person that's been mentioned on this Witch Police podcast many times in terms of his uh, old school influence in the Winnipeg rap scene. Mm-hmm. Also, your mother, uh, Dorcas, and your, your father, they had a group when you were growing up. Mm. Um, explain what that the group's name and what they did and the influence it had on you. <laughs> they were called G-Side. Um, they had a fir- their first album they put out in, I think, 99, and then... The second, my mom had a solo album, and that was put out in 2005 after she passed away, like a year after she passed away. Okay, okay. Or actually, no, it was like six months after she passed away. But um, they did a lot of uh, Christian Christian music, pretty much. Were you aware of what they were doing at that time? Like, was it in your face the whole time? Yeah, your mom yeah. Singing? I used to dance. I used to dance for their um, shows. I was painfully shy at that time, so you know what I mean? They used to force me to do it. Um, the first time I ever sang on stage, I'm pretty sure I did back up for, um, we were in Morden for the Corn and Apple Festival. Right, 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 right. <laughs> and I did back up for their, um, one of their shows. Ugh. And I sat in the corner of the stage, like, petrified. But yeah, that's what was my first introduction to performing in music. When you got older, what made you go and step up and want to be that performer? Um... I think I always I always wanted to perform, but I couldn't get over myself. You know, I mean, I was in like, which way? What do you mean? I was really shy. Like okay. I used to sing. You know, what I mean, being a corner in the room, my mom couldn't get me to sing for nobody. You know, um, and then I guess it probably what propelled me into propelled me into wanting to actually perform and pursue it seriously was probably her passing because it was kind of like she, you know, passing the torch so to speak. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to, I wanted to be to do what she was trying to do, like to finish what she tried to accomplish, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's really, if yeah, that's probably what it was, yeah. Did you have conversations with her beforehand, like in terms of where you wanted to take this? No, it wasn't, I just did it for fun. I just, you know, I'd perform. I was in a lot of, um, like I was in piano lessons, I would perform in school plays, um, later on and she would kind of help me prepare Give it up to the band and Mr. Malcolm Great. Put it on real hip hop. 
up in Winnipeg. Afro, DC, DC, Yo, keep it going. We be that, we be that. Keep it going. Afro, DC, Give it up for my man Viz right here. Where'd you grow up? I was a trip. Well, uh, I'm originally from Ottawa. Okay. So I, I lived there until I was nine. And then uh, my family moved to Europe, where I lived for 10 years. Europe's a big place, by the way. Europe is a big... Well, it's not so, that big. But I'm but, saying, like, where where in Europe were you? Uh, <laughs> three, uh, the first three years in Geneva. Okay. And then seven in Bonn, Germany. Oh. Yeah. Were you, you, you an army kid or...? You uh, went. You went. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. All right. So, so now, 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 now we're getting somewhere. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, were you? When was the first time you picked up the drums? Basically, man, picked up some sticks. Uh, probably when I was like eleven or twelve. Like I played guitar. Uh, like I had some homies that were playing guitar, basically, and I wanted to play guitar. Hmm. So then I started playing guitar, and then my my guitar teacher had like. He would run, he would run like programs like camps basically in the summer which was like he lived on like not on a farm but in a barn basically like him and like his like music and circus friends okay so they were all like musicians and or circus performers and they would run these like music circus camps <laughs> tell so, yeah, me more was, yeah. <laughs> so I'm like you know standing on a ball juggling and doing all sorts of shit but he had a drum set there and like other people could play guitar basically okay so i just like had to play the drums and yeah i pretty much never never stopped just like got it like tried to get in the band in school just to play the drums which kind of worked out kind of not but uh yeah so that was like the first time like 11 i think and then just kind of sticking with it, playing wherever I could in school. Or I had friends maybe who had drum kits. So I'd play at their mm. house a couple times, and then eventually, like I got my own kit. And Germany primarily. Uh, you talk about how how that uh, fed into, I guess you seeing these big shows, so on and so forth. Yeah. Um, when did you become very conscious of of I guess that you wanted to do more on the rap side of things? Well, I mean. Like, when I was about... And talk towards the microphone. Word, of course. I mean, yo, I w- I've probably been, like, in rap, like, interested in rap since I was, like, five years old. Four or five years old. Both Like, both my parents are musicians. Um, so, mu- you know, music, like, I would, you know, fall asleep while they're, like, playing. Like, my dad's playing the piano, my mom's singing mm-hmm. when i was like, like very young um and my mom like my mom is still doing her music thing and my dad actually might be like jumping back into it also but the point is um that's always been around me and i've always been listening to rap mm-hmm. like you know crisscross and like <laughs> heavy d and kid and play and yeah. you know what i mean like maestro fresh west was like a huge influence when i was a kid Kish, I don't know if you remember. Kish. Oh yeah, I remember mm-hmm. Kish around the world at eighty yeah, days. Yeah, man. Yeah, you know the motherland. Exactly. Africa, no Japan. Uh, Japan, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's like, you know, that's still in me.
be a smart person, but you're a little bit off anyway because you know you have to be comfortable standing in front of like large groups of people, Kay. commanding large groups of people, commanding your group, you know, what I mean? like leading and stuff like that. So, you know, it's like there's issues at play. I think. But, do, uh, do that make you more conscious of? Do you, let me just make a analogy, sort of. Uh, I know when I had the little one here, five-year-old, uh-huh. I started hearing a lot more of my mom talking. Okay. Yeah. And 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 like older people that were around me, like old words that didn't even think about for years, yeah. but it just now applied to my life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, do you find that the incidents back then now play into you as a lead and how you're dealing with people like? Oh man, that was effed up back then. I hope I don't treat somebody like that, Absolutely. so on and so forth. Or this was good how they dealt with me. Maybe I'll go and apply it to how I'm dealing with these these musicians as well. Absolutely, man. I mean, I I'm sure like everyone else, like we're watching everybody. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I'm I'm and constantly studying whether it's like the musicians that I have access to, right, or musicians who are farther afield that I have to like whether it's researching on the internet or like reading a newspaper or a magazine or whatever, interview, that sort of thing. Like, yeah, I'm looking at, you know, basically your character, which is how you treat people, mm-hmm. how you conduct yourself. Those two things, you know what I mean? And that definitely being treated like that has strengthened you to be like, yo, even if I don't like this person, I don't like what they, how they play, like I have to kick them out or whatever. Like there's ways that you deal with mm-hmm things right 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 of that nature you know what i mean okay because it is going to be a blow to that person whether you want or like no matter what yeah you know true what I mean? but but like i said there's ways to to let them down and to show them that you respect them and you appreciate what they've done for you because that's I mean? that's always the point is that you ask them to play with you you do respect them on a level you would think so yeah you think, yeah, yeah. You think so <laughs> hopefully uh same thing for you like what's what's the biggest lesson you've taken from from your experiences just throughout these years? Um, I would say the biggest lesson in terms of working with people, you can't take, like uh, Brandon was saying, you can't take things to heart. Okay. Um, you really, really can't because what I learned first and foremost is that um, creative people are very flaky. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Extremely flaky. Um, and when you find people that are um, ground, like, solid and dedicated like you, you cherish those folks because mm-hmm. it, do, it doesn't um it's not always the case and also um yeah i pretty much agree with everything you were saying you um people do a lot of things people are pretty much out for themselves and sometimes i mean when you're whenever you're doing anything you want to benefit from what you're doing as well but sometimes you you some people look at what you can do as a group, as a you know, you know, yeah, yeah, collective, yeah. and some people are literally only out for themselves there for what they can get out of this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you have to le- you have to learn to decipher between those people, and sometimes you know what I mean. It's not necessarily a good or a bad thing, but those are just things to look out for, and you kind of have to like you have to be able to gauge that so that you can protect yourself at the end of the day. Your radar, both both of you, are your radar up a bit more because of uh, yes. because of this? You're very aware of this. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, with or without that, man. Like, I don't know if, if it had to do with that, but like, I'm yeah, I'm aware of everything. 
Are you a skeptical person, my man? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> are you answering for him or are you yes. answering on your behalf too? Okay, okay, okay. okay. With the word I use. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, man. I mean, I am too, though. I am too. I am too. He takes the cake, but I am a skeptical. Person as well. You have to be. You have to be. You have to. Be, does your music reflect that skepticism? I don't think so. I mean, interesting. Okay. You think so? It does. I think it does. I don't know. But yet he calls your music very sad and and somber and, and dark. But he, but he is you're I think you're also sad and somber and dark, but in your own way. For sure. On well, fast music, he just doesn't like. I think if my music was fast play, paced and sad and somber, ah uh, okay, he could mess with it. But he just doesn't like set, slow songs. Yeah, you know. straight up. <laughs> not not all the time. Well, especially because he has to, well because he has to play <laughs> them too. Like if yeah, we're yeah. playing live, he's the drummer, so he's kind of like man. I just want to like. Yeah. I want to wild out, but a little bit. I don't have it. Yeah, I don't have it. Yeah. Okay. I gotta get to these last set of questions. Alright. Alright. Keisha, and then we're gonna go to you. Did you picture yourself being here no. at this moment? <laughs> okay, what did you want what did where did you see yourself before two thousand and ten? Uh two thousand ten I actually moved into um my house and I was planning on going back to school. Um I used to be in the nursing program. Okay. Uh, I was just going to... A lot of things happened before that, and I was finally, you know what I mean, in a place where I was, like, where I was solid and I could uh, I could build from there, right. so to speak. You know what I mean? I, I can clear my mind and all that stuff. So um, I, the plan was to go to school and um, do all that, but literally, like, the first two days I moved into the house, um, my friend hit me up and was like, yo, get a band together and come play at Just Jazz. Really? Yeah. So, um, well, actually, no. He he told me to come audition. I auditioned, and the guy told me that I needed a band, and I completely, um, I, I just was like, where am I gonna come up with a band? I don't know. You know what I mean? My roommate plays piano, but that's about it. And I had um, sang backup for Flo, a local artist, Winnipeg, mm-hmm. a couple weeks before she opened for Lauren Hill. Right. And I um, met this man named Chuck McClelland. Um, I put a little note on Facebook saying, you know me, I'm looking for musicians to play. That was on a Wednesday. I had a full band by a Saturday. What? So Chuck is really the reason. And from there, I was like, whoa, because I was a little faith at that point in my life. So just the fact that that all happened and like music means so much to me. So that was uh-huh. huge in my world, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, that's basically what propelled me into like, okay, maybe this, this is what you're supposed to be doing. Like the road was kind of like, oh open, you know, I mean, a door was open there, like, walk through type of thing, so. Right. Um, Chuck, uh, Chuck, uh, he's a saxophone player, he basically became my mentor for, like, two years. Okay. Um, and then he moved away, but yeah. Did you know Chuck? No. Okay, okay. Oh, really? I don't think I ever met him. Mm-mm. Yeah, he's, uh, he's one of those people that it's, like, he's soulful. He's this, uh, this um, tall, lanky white dude. So, super soulful. Hmm. Um. But yeah, so I wasn't expecting that. Where I, what I was planning on doing and what actually ended up happening, two completely different things. And then just from there, just walking down the path, there's a lot of other doors that have been opened. Just you know what I mean. Just What's about uh, getting yourself together. So, I'm just speaking as a person of West Indian background. Mm-hmm. 
and I know the family you come from. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, what are your grandmothers and stuff saying once you say, I'm going to go into nursing, but then all of a sudden, <laughs> wait, I'm going to go pick up a pad and play. Because <laughs> don't you have nurses in your family too and all that? Everybody's a nurse. Yeah, that's what I thought. Everybody in the, in the daughter is a nurse. Um... <laughs> At first, my grandma was, you know, actually when I was graduating, I wanted to go into music school. Okay. But I just wasn't strong enough in myself to just do it. I was talking to my grandma about it, and I was like, you know, I kind of want to go to music school, but maybe that doesn't make sense. She's like, no, it doesn't. Go into nursing. So I went into nursing. Right. I'm not a nurse. There was no reason. You know what I mean? I have Mm. no, there's no reason for me to do that. I just did it just because I felt pressured to. You know what I mean? It's funny, because nurses are, and my mother, she was a nurse, and, uh, Nurses, everyone I talk to, they say nursing is a calling. Yes. You know it, or you know you are, or you aren't. Yeah, it becomes very, very apparent. And yeah, I mean, you sh- you'll know no, right I away. I believe that. Yeah, no, seriously. And it's you, you have to have a certain level of care for the job. You can't just, I don't believe you should be doing anything just for the money. I feel True. like you're, you're foregoing your purpose in life if you're just doing something because, you know what I mean? So was that my th- calling is is music like that's what in my heart that I know I need to do I just need to get myself together to like you know push myself to do it. But so when you felt you were basically pushed in there and you know as a parent I know we make these decisions and we hope it's it's on our kids' behalf but sometimes we kind of ignore what our kids want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just happens. Um, so you make this this decision and you're. Your family's talking to you, and it's just like, I'm just going to go and do what I got to do kind of thing? or Yeah, they were like, ugh. I had always been doing music, and no no one in my family ever took me seriously. Okay, like, got it. You know what I mean? Um, no one ever took me seriously. My grandma would be like, you know, spending all this time doing this foolishness. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and it's only now. She won't say it, but you'll hear things like, you know what I mean? Her friend, because people talk about me to her now, mm-hmm. so people, she'll be like, you know, Oh, I saw you in the newspaper, or you know what I mean. My friends coming to your show, or da da da. You know, you know, and it's just funny. Like, uh, I went to go. I was gonna get a, a different car. I was looking at cars, and um, it's just the little things. I was looking at cars, and it was kind of a smaller car. And she's like, "Will your gear fit in there?" And I was like, "Ha! I got you." <laughs> 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 now you're a believer. You would never tell me, but hey, whatever. Whatever you have to do, nice. you know. She'll come to the show sometimes, and whatever. So. So she's a, she believes more now, and she doesn't harass me anymore. You know, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Before she'd be like, "You need to go, you know, set up your future for da 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 da, for your kids and this and that." And she's absolutely correct because, you know, music is a it's a. This is a very sometime-ish business. Yeah, yeah. for real. It, but... It's like anything, though. I mean, you put hard work into it, and you just hope there's some sort of fruition, hey, right? Yeah, so, yeah. um. But like for someone that isn't from that world, it's it's very hard and hard for a especially parent when they're and coming from you know you mean Jamaica. She was on a farm. Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. They, they, she's like, you have all this opportunity, and you're sitting here singing on mics. You see, you see. Never let the nigga to my wanna live to tell and tell. And it's all good till the next man comes trying to act off 
go pro. Now I deprive him from the getting back and cheesing what my covers broke. Probably could have asked him on some pops for dope, but then I wouldn't appreciate it. Once I came in the mall, I seen too many cats living off of the life. They getting straight caught up, feeding off of the hype. And yo, I never do it different, it just took me more time. But success is always sweeter when you sweat in the ground. And yo, money makes the world go round. Ain't it funny how it all goes down? When you stack and you the talk of the town. When you bum and nobody even wants your ram. All off is you pound, so that's the way it goes. Money makes the world go round. Ain't it funny how it all goes down? When you stack and you the talk of the town. When you bum and nobody even wants your ram. All off is you pound, so that's the way it goes. Yo, that's the way it goes. So you didn't see yourself being inside of a jazz school university beforehand? Not, not really. Not really. Okay. How did you perceive it before? Like, what was what was the? Why did you get into it, and what kept you away from it before? Um. I mean, you know, I'm sure that. A lot of people that listen to this podcast are musicians in their own right. right. So, you know, that's a hard game. Um, so, and basically, like, I was kind of, I had the idea that if I work hard enough, then I wouldn't need, you know, to go to school to, for music. I was just like, I, I mean, and I was kind of like, well, I already know how to play. Yeah, yeah, I know how to play. Now I just need like some bands or whatever. Stick with them, put in some hard work, and whatever. You know what I mean? Well, obviously, you know, I didn't know what I was thinking. I did like I didn't know anything really. And then, and it was crazy because like when I came to school, like I really realized that I was, you know, not not that good and pretty limited. Interesting. You know? Okay. All like all around, like I could play and you know I, have, I can play guitar a little bit or more than a little bit, like comfortably. Um, I mean, basic, comfortably basic, but uh, but beyond that, like so when I went to school it, or when I started, you know what I mean, in the program, it really was like oh shit, like there's a, you know, there's a lot more, there's a lot more to it than. Just being able to play a little bit, um, yeah. So, what made you cross into that 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 threshold? You may have answered it earlier, and I just missed it. But what made you say, "Hey, I I gotta I gotta see what I don't know," or is it was it the need to evolve? What was? Yeah. Well, basically, one thing was. Uh, I was losing gigs to people that were coming out of the jazz program. Right. Okay. Okay. So, you know, and I feel that like as even that whether people had heard you play or not, like, you know, if they just if they knew you were coming out of the program because the reputation was like so good that that was almost enough for them. Okay. To put you on. Um, and at the time, I was like, I mean, you know, Keisha said it's her calling. Mm. And I, I feel it's music is also my calling, whether I want 
it to be that or not. Or not. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, for real. <laughs> and a lot of the times I don't. Like, like I, I do, but at the same time, it's like, damn, like, if I, I would, maybe if I would have just done something else, like, you know what I mean? But, so, I was fighting it. I've been fighting it. Mm. I'm still fighting it, I think, but, but less. Um, fighting elsewhere. Just fighting, accepting that, like, music is what I'm, what I'm, like, supposed, supposed to, to be doing or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, I, I was, I've been reading some stuff, like, some Quincy Jones, a Quincy Jones book. And he was talking about, you know, if you really want to be serious, if you're a serious musician, then like, why not have the discipline to learn your craft well? You know what I mean? And if you and if you don't, then basically like you're a schmuck. So, mm. so that kind of switched something in my mind. And you know, my my mom, uh, who's more, like more into jazz than I am or ever have been, was always telling me about this program. I mean, like at the U of M. Yeah, because you know she. I mean, she like follows a lot more than I do. Right. Um, and I mean, she took me when I was sixteen. She took my well, all of me and my sister and my dad to go see uh, Winter Marsalis play. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which like now, like that is, uh, I can't put a value on that. Right, 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 right. But at the time, I I didn't understand. You know what yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. So. And I got to meet him afterwards. And what? Like, yeah. Yo. Now, that was an interesting experience. I wouldn't say that he was the most friendly person towards me, but I still got to meet him. Right, 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 right. Um, when I was 16. Interesting. Um, so she was always like, yo, there's this program. Like, I, like basically, you know, your parents your parents know you. Mm-hmm. So they were always trying to, even for, like years before, why don't you study music? Why don't you study music? You know what I mean? And I was just like, nah, like, I already know how to play music. I don't need to study it. You know what I mean? I'm going to study something else. Yeah. You know? And get a real job. You know? Um, but basically, I was like, well, you know, if I want to do music, I got to get sharper. This is, you know, and essentially, it's better. If I wasn't going to school, I'd just be like doing whatever in limbo. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. So now I'm, I'm doing something and I'm getting sharper and... And hopefully, like, it will help me. And so, yeah, that was, like, you know, it took me it took me two tries to get into the program. But, uh... You made it. Well, yeah. It's, and I'm, it's paying off for you, you feel? It's paying off, uh, in my skill level. And okay. my, my musicianship is, like, like, so far ahead of where it was before on so many different levels so that's good but networking uh i mean the thing is like i'm not a jazz player like i'm in jazz school i'm not a jazz aficionado though so you know it's not like i'm gonna you know go to new york and try and take over the jazz world interesting because that's i mean like that's that's just not a reality nor is it really something i would do because like it's not my world. Okay, you know? yeah, yeah, okay. There's, there's a, like, there's no reason to hire someone who doesn't love it when there's someone who does love it. You know what I mean? And is, and therefore is way better. Mm. There's other like I'm in a different world. So, but the connections are cool. Like, I mean, they're there. I'm sure. Like, you know, people see you do your thing, and that's the other thing is, whether they're jazz players or not. Like, so some of the people they see me, or as a result of being in the school, have seen me 
do my hip hop thing, which, you know, has carried some weight into the other world. Right. Okay. You know what I mean? So, but like at the same time, um, um, I feel really very, I feel very different about being a musician now and trying to pursue that like a dream or whatever, or on a, it's, on a professional level right. than when I was going in to the school. Then I was more gung-ho. Now I'm like, you know, like, I don't, I mean, not, and I don't want to diss any musicians that are doing this because I know there's a lot of them because uh, that's just the way it is. But, like, to me, you know, packing up my drum kit, lugging it to the gig to play, like, someone else's shit, yeah. And then packing it up, bring it home for like, you know, a hundred dollars, give or take, mm. you know what I mean? or whatever. It's not worth it. It's not, it's not, it's not worth it anymore. Like I used to do that. Yeah. And I used to be like, you know, got a gig. Yeah. Hook me up. And yeah. I see people like that all the time. And I, and I also always hear, and I'm sure a lot of people have heard this too. You know, some kid essentially is like, well, as long as I'm playing music and I make enough to put a little food on my table, mm. I'm going to be happy. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, you're going to be happy because you're living with your parents still. You know what I mean? <laughs> but like after a little bit, that's going to get old so fast. Yeah, but you need, I'd argue that, not even argue, but I'd say that we need people like that at the moment in life so they're getting that experience. Yeah. And that's the hunger that's driving them, basically. When they say, I'm just going to play for this and that. And then real life sets in when you live outside of your parents' house. And you got to pay rent. And you got to pay all these bills. Or you got kids or whatever it may yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, um, But then that's another level of of commitment and sacrifice that needs to take place. Exactly. Um, I mean, like, exactly. Another level. We have to yeah. move to the next level. The next thing, yeah. Cause, so. And you're saying there's kids out there that you know they're basically the kids when you're dealing with them. Yeah. And they're talking that way. Yeah, they are. Interesting. Which is like that's cool. I that's cool, man. Do you but, give any young uh young cats a a, a try sometimes? Just see oh, what yeah, they got. I got, a, I got a dude who's 18 in the band. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean he he plays his role though. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, like I don't I'm not concerned about the age, I'm just concerned about how you play, what you can bring to the table, your vibe. No time to play, we're trying to make it happen. I feel my stomach keep burning as I work towards another classic. Talk is cheap, they respect the action. My pen, it's like I'm signing these checks, make paper out my passion. Cause there's so many broken, talented cats that slow to get started. Trapped in smoke filled apartments, we go from dirty carpets to blurry margins. And staying too deep to sleep, my enemies drop death charges and bait for fresh starts when they don't get the target. They watch as we bless bars with our blood, sweat, and tears. Years while my peers invested in careers, salaries, job status, family trees. Others went on to call master's degrees. While we sleeping by the easel, painting out this dirty masterpiece. Yeah, we make it look so easy. We can't all be shepherd fairies to so fall on tracks like Rainbow and Beach Street. And I ain't saying they deceive me, cause even with these degrees, I still get, can I see a receipt, please? So it's back to the beat CDs. We burn in the green at the desk like right peace, sleep. We build in peace. By peace, yo, we rockin' these beats. Power speed, be my hands and feet. We don't fold, we don't crease. You with me? Who's with 
Jay Dilla. Rest in peace, by Tim. Yeah. Uh, 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 uh. Hit me with something else. Some real shit. Fuck, I'm tired. But yo. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been rocking with the most understated, underrated, in your playlist, super duty, tough work, sleeping giants, family, baby, make some noise if you're still with me. tunes we got tunes you know what i mean but you know it's got to be louder than that there was like 20 people in the front that were with me like nobody in the back i mean you're in the room you know what i'm saying you're still here so let me hear your beautiful voices all right can we try this again can we try this again let's go uh let's go Cops, I hate cops, turn on the TV, is this enough? 
other pig busting for illegal business. They out of control, they out of their minds. They pulling you over, they hopping inside. It's like, I know you got drugs, I know you got guns. And you know when they mad when they can't find nothing. Stupid, don't you know they invented the stash box? My weed is in it, need a key to get in it. If you offended and you on the wrong page, you know the super rock is set like every day. Hey, don't hold back, don't let go. I said, don't say damn, just say. Fuck the police. One, two, three. Yeah, don't you know it's dangerous in these streets? Don't you know it's dangerous? We go deep, baby. We go real soft, the whole deep, baby. We ill with the beats, so with the We stay in the sun, so hold these. I'm telling you, it's so weird with the police, with the police in the streets. The cops are old, both for old and keep still. More than the beef with the 5 0. The streets with the 5 0. It's a game of survival, dude. Tell me who protects me from you. I got people who buy text and weed from you. And all we ever see in the news is cop corruption. And brothers getting popped for nothing. And brothers getting stopped at the cops drop blocks and bust them. Y'all need to get shot for nothing because we don't hold back. We let go. We don't say damn. We just say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dilladay has become this thing of, of, for you, what has it become? Just uh, a point of reaching out, you know, showing different aspects of the culture that, that are there? Um, what is it? I mean, it's just a reason to have a good show. Okay, I like that. That's it. It's like, I mean, I'm, I'm far past the point of like, you know, we're going to be the best, we're going to take over, we're going to blow up, and all that. You know what I mean? So, basically... Like, when I really think about it, what I really want, I just want to rock shows. Right. You know what I mean? Okay. So you have to have a good show. Mm-hmm. And the music, like, I want to play the music that I like, which is hip-hop, you know, in the in the golden era vein, but not limited to. Just that. But um, but those are, like, the, the, the ethics of which whatever we're doing grows out of. You know okay. what I mean? So it's just a reason to have a good show and show love. And, and yeah, hopefully reach out to people that don't know so much about the culture, but also give the, like, that's the other thing. Because I feel like that's, like, the Super Duty Tough Work crowd is not a hardcore hip-hop crowd. Mm. And, yo, that hurts my feelings. Because... Welcome, welcome to the rest of the world. Man. Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, like, caught up on it, you know what I mean? But, yeah. But... But it's like, yo, man, yeah. So I just, so I also give the like the people who are really like, you know, love it as much as I love yeah. it, something where they can be like, uh, that was dope.